Hey, you guys, we're excited to announce new merch. Go to stonerchickspodcast.com and check out the merch tab to see all of these new hats and mugs that we've got. The mugs say smoke your weed on one side and have a nice little leaf design and they say Stoner Chicks Podcast on the other. And there's beanies that say SYW, you know, we know, smoke your weed. Check it out. There's all different colors. It's going to be a great time. We just wanted to get cozy with you. Some of them have pom-poms. They're going to be really cozy, very fashionable. Stoner chickspodcast.com merch to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I am Stephanie Thompson. I'm Grace Penzel. And I'm Kayla Teal. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I just got back from vacation where I was high on shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, you do seem a little loosey-goosey today. I was just doing little microdoses, so I think it. Yeah. my neuropathways have opened up a bit. Yeah. And I've been more like kind of attuned to the world, I think. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. I'm going to see a chiropractor for the first time tomorrow that specifically focuses on like neuroplasticity and like rebuilding neural pathways to like help you get all regulated of mind and balance and everything. So I'm all about it. I need to try microdosing on some shrooms. Phoebe made me those capsules and I haven't done it yet. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> well, speaking of microdosing, have you been microdosing on the Stoner Chicks podcast and we're like, I need a m- bigger do- macro dose? <laughs> uh, you can head on all over to patreon.com slash stoner chicks and sign up and get a bunch of extra content and also get a shout out on the podcast like I'm about to do. And our first shout out, Goes to Alyssa from Australia. Good day. Good day, Alyssa. Yeah. Should we have an Australian themed smoke sesh? What if we did like smoke seshes for people who live on different continents? Yeah, like time zones from. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That sounds great. We just stay up until like four in the morning, have like a 4 a.m. Up all night smoke sesh. Anyway, thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Alyssa. We also would like to thank AJ. Do, do, do. Thank, thank you, AJ. Hey, hey, AJ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This hurt. That's their jingle. <laughs> this is the strain game, the AJ. Vote <laughs> for AJ. And thank you, Lori. Thanks for joining us. Depending on what level people sign up at, there are over 50 episodes waiting on Patreon that yeah. you can listen to right now. And they come out every month. Just macro dose us, baby. Yeah. So thank you so much. And I wanted to thank another listener who actually is a good friend of mine. And I was hoping it would be okay to play this voicemail for you that my friend Adrian lent me because as everyone knows, it's been cannabis harvest season. 
We're recording this in October. And my friend left me a message saying that he had been listening to stoner chicks while he was harvesting his pot. So here we go. I will be, in just a moment here, start trimming some of the weed I've harvested last week and putting them in jars to cure. And while I do that, I will be listening to the new Stoner Chicks podcast episode. So, that I've got you know. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for the fun. Thank you for the love. I hope you're having a good Friday morning, and I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye, darling. <laughs> oh, what's this person's name? That is Adrian. And thank you so much, Adrian. We're theater friends from college, but we're so much more than that. Adrian is a part of my heart inextricably. So I love how they signed off. Like, thank you for the joy. Thank you for your... I love that sign off. That was beautiful. Yeah. I I called him back and asked if I could share a little bit of the voicemail and really has been listening to the podcast a lot, which times are tough, guys. And it's nice to know that people are listening. So thank you to all of our supporters. Thank you so much. And happy harvest. I can't wait to smoke all of the weed that everyone across the world has grown. (laughs) Man, I'm, yes, echo that. I'm jealous of all the weed people are harvesting. I want my own plant so bad. I'm starting Mm. to get like, like plant fever. Like baby fever, but for a weed plant. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) truly. And like, I feel like I could have like put a, pitched a grow tent and when I had a garage, when I lived in Bothell, but I was too scared. I was afraid of the smell and the homeowners association and blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't wait to live somewhere where I can just have a plant. Yeah. Gosh, maybe we all just need to find that place deep in the woods to live and (laughs) grow weed together. Yes. Come join Stephanie's (laughs) at the end of 420 Dead Toad Road. You'll find my little pot community. Yeah. That would be so lovely. But seriously, trimming is a hard job. Harvesting is a hard job. Let us not forget, you know, labor solidarity, always wanting to push for good working conditions, always wanting to be shouting out these professions that can be so taxing and so dangerous, but bring people the medicine that they deserve. So thank you, all of you people growing out there. And speaking of bringing people the medicine they deserve, it is time for Weed in the News. First article is by Chris Sanchez from NBC Bay Area, titled Cal State East Bay Offers Cannabis Certificate Programs. Ooh. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Shout out it's Cal very State. Intriguing. Yes. So Cal State East Bay has launched a new program to ensure licensed cannabis sellers have all the tools they need to abide by growing taxation and insurance rules that keep their business legitimate. Last year, California's legal sellers had almost 5.3 billion in sales, a more than 8% drop over the year before. The state has about a thousand legal dispensaries. So this is not a degree, but it's a certificate program. And the whole idea is, I think, to just 
educate people who want to get into the business or are already in the business about like the business end of things so that you don't, you know, screw yourself over by not doing X, Y, or Z. Well, that's the thing is that they've made such an insane barrier in California to open any sort of business that they're having this crisis in the industry, like we've talked about previously. So this is interesting. Sorry, did you watch the video that came along with the article? No, I didn't even see they had one. So they were interviewing the CEO of the company. Can you tell me? It's not in front of me. I don't see that in this article. It's a very short article I have. That's because it was all, all the information was in the video. (laughs) Okay, so this is the CEO of Greenflower, which is a company that CSU East Bay is partnering with. It's a training platform and they're launching four certificate programs, healthcare and medicine, business, compliance and risk management and agriculture and horticulture. Yeah, so this guy is hopefully about to see a lot of success because of this. And here's a little interview with him. It's important that we realize that cannabis is not something to be afraid of. And California has always been the leader in that nationally and internationally. And so to bring these programs to trusted institutions like Cal State East Bay really shows you that the industry is here to stay. The first classes launch in November, so there is still time to enroll. The cost is just about $3,000. And that is that. Fabulous. Oh, and they go into CB1 and CB2 receptors after that. (laughs) Yeah. So it looks like the education is pretty comprehensive and like interactive. Like it seems to have a lot of videos of different experts sharing information about it. So it's kind of neat at $3,000 for the class is expensive for someone looking to get into business. But I mean, it is about on par, I'd say, with most state or community call like junior college tuitions for similar business programs. Yeah, it's a 24 week program. So that's probably, yeah, on par with about what it should cost. So yeah, fabulous. And I just want to shout out CSU because I went to CSU Monterey Bay for a year, not far from CSU East Bay. Okay, yeah, CSU. So I don't know, maybe we'll see. I don't know if it'll do enough for their industry to combat the problems that they're having, but we can can only hope, right? Correct. Right. We can only hope. Right. We can only hope. And I hope you don't mind. This next article is a kind of a bummer. Oh, fuck. This is from a publication called The City. Uh, Articles by Rosalind Adams. And the title is A Bud Tender at NYC's First Legal Pot Shop is in Rikers on Pot Charges. I read this article and this was so aggravating to read. Mm-hmm. It's a really sad story. Yeah, it was sad and aggravating and disappointing in our legal system and how everything is set up to. Yeah. So if you listen to this podcast, you know, sometimes we like to go off about the legal system and especially about how cannabis is used as a tool to oppress people and et cetera. Um, And this is an example of how even in a legal market with a person working in the legal market, they can still get nailed because these laws differ so greatly from state to state. And especially in the Northeast, the states are very small and we're largely And just by driving a few miles, you can be in 
territory where you're in a prohibition state suddenly again. Anyway, an employee of the city's first legal marijuana dispensary is being held on Rikers Island on a cannabis-related felony charge in a striking example of how pot, despite being legal in New York State, can still drag people into the criminal justice system as it remains illegal under federal law and those of several states. When police pulled over 33-year-old Jamal George in Brooklyn on October 11th as he was driving to a friend's house after a shift as a lead bud tender at Housing Works Cannabis Company, they found he was driving without a license and that he had a warrant against him in Pennsylvania. The charges there stemmed from several cannabis-related charges he was arrested for back in 2021. His fiancée, Audra Ramos, told the city that he had left his license at home. A little mistake was made, but he was fixing it, she said noting that George had made trips back to Pennsylvania to deal with the charges there, but missed a hearing after one of the dates was moved up suddenly last year. That's when the warrant was issued. So they changed a court date on him and he missed it. It's like such a simple thing. Anyone could fuck that up. And wasn't, and not only that, did they sent it to the wrong address. He didn't even get the notice, right? That's what I thought I read in there. Damn. Yep. So when police pulled him over in New York, George was detained. Two days later, he was sentenced to seven days at Rikers. But more than a week later, George is still being held there, awaiting extradition to Pennsylvania, where he's facing a felony charge for possession with intent to distribute marijuana, along with six misdemeanor charges, including a DUI for a Schedule One drug, which I don't know what drug that is. Uh, no, cannabis. Cannabis, because Cannabis federally is still a Schedule One drug, even though that's fucking bullshit because that's what heroin and meth is. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. With no bail yet set yet in that case, which could carry up to 15 years of prison time, Mike Hassel, a former colleague at the Housing Works Cannabis Company who left recently to run his own consulting firm, has put together a GoFundMe to raise money for George's legal freeze and prospective bail. As of Monday evening... That's raised more than $10,000 with Haskell telling the city that the cannabis community has really stepped up to support Jamal and it makes me proud to be a part of it. So he was the lead bud tender, right? At one of the first legal dispensaries in New York. Yes. I believe what I read, quote me if I'm wrong, is that he was a bartender and when the legalization happened, he went and did like like a two-week training or something and became a bud tender, like moved into that and started working for housing. Uh, was it not housing? Um, excuse me. What's the company's called? Housing Works Cannabis Company. Housing. It was Housing Works. Yeah. Cannabis Company. Yeah. So yeah, everybody look up Jamal George's case. And if the GoFundMe is still going and you have some change to spare as of right now, I think they're still trying to get him out. And it's just a really sad story because it's something that and it's scary because it sounds like something that could happen to any of us, like just a series of unfortunate events that has landed him in jail for weed charges when he is an active contributor to the legal weed market in New York. It's just like really, really sad to know that that's happening to people all over the place. So he had been running a small edibles business with his fiance and he just like had forgotten that he had some of the edibles in the car with him. And because cannabis can stay in the bloodstream for days, you can get someone on driving under the influence and then get them a fucking felony. So it's really shocking to see from one side of the country to the other how differently people are treated. And it's always just an excuse to fuck people over 
support Jamal George. And I don't know. I'm just so mad about it. It's so messed up. (laughs) I can't imagine. We are on the west side of the states with our, like Kayla was saying, our states are much bigger. But every time I have to drive through Idaho, I freak the fuck out. Like, it is not, I can't imagine living in a bunch like of clumped up states with all different laws. And if you're just like going to visit a friend, you could potentially break a bunch of laws just going to visit a friend. Like, this is insanity. It's tough. Anyway, so our thoughts are with his family and him, obviously. And also, while you're at it, go visit lastprisonerproject.org because there's still stuff that we can be doing over there, making calls, trying to get people freed. So let's make this happen. Thanks, Kayla. You're welcome. And next article is from Los Angeles Magazine, and it's an article by Steve Bloom called Growing Up Mencken, singer-songwriter Anna Rose talks country, cannabis, and psilocybin. So there's a singer named Anna Rose who I've never heard of. She makes country music, but she's the daughter of Alan Mencken, who is a very famous composer. And Broadway songwriter. He wrote Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, he did. He also wrote like a lot of the music for Pocahontas, Aladdin. Let me just get his yeah. tangled. Yes, yeah, so many Disney classics. On the range. Not not Hercules, I don't think. Yes, Hercules. I read that. Yes, his... Hercules. Yes, Hercules. Little Mermaid. Yeah, oh we my god, Little Mermaid. No, we didn't, I don't think. But um he's one of the only 18 people who've ever gotten an EGOT. So he's won an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. So anyway, but this article is about his daughter. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she um, is a stoner chick, apparently. And that's me labeling her a stoner chick. Yeah, well, she talks about how cannabis has really helped her battling the effects of Lyme disease for her. Which sucks. Yeah, yeah. which I can't imagine. I have a friend who has Lyme disease, and it's, it is an absolute just destructive force and it affects you in all sorts of ways it's a gnarly little disease and so the she's talked about how the cannabis really helped with her symptoms it's same with psilocybin you're right it is a gnarly gnarly disease and she credits her recovery to dieting cannabis and psilocybin the hallucinogenic drug naturally occurring in about 200 species of mushrooms she said the lime got to a point that my life was seriously in jeopardy Weed significantly played a role in my pain management. Mushrooms can realign your neural pathways. Ooh, callback. Back to where Mm -hmm. they were pre-Lyme disease. I've never been a smoker where I'm smoking weed every day, but I've definitely medicinally taken care of myself with weed in a way that it significantly helps my life. I really like the relaxation aspect, but for me, in terms of inflammation, it's been huge. I'll have a good hit once in a while just to chill me out. It's great. We've talked about the anti-inflammatory effects of certain terpenes that we find in different yeah. strains. So, And we were talking about how it combats the pro-inflammatory cytokines in that wild episode where I tried to talk about science. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's a lot of episodes where we try to talk about science, but I enjoy those episodes. So the author of the article then said, we wonder which Mencken song is the best to get high to? After giving it much thought, she decides with a laugh, I could rock with Mean Green Mother from Out of Space from Little Shop of Horrors. I could rock with smoking to that one. That would be cool. 
So we're going to take a smoke break, but we're going to rock out and smoke up to Alan Menken's song, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. And if you want to check out Anna Rose's new album, it is called Last Girl of the Rodeo. Enjoy! Welcome back from your smoke break, stoners. We had a lovely smoke break and hope you did too. (laughs) The last article for Weed in the News is out of Georgia. And this is a CNN article by Jen Christensen titled, Georgia will be the first U.S. state where pharmacies sell medical cannabis. For the past year and a half, medical cannabis company CEO Gary Long has spent a lot of his time reassuring Georgia's small town mayors about what will soon be coming to their local pharmacy, medical marijuana. They think that we're going to be selling joints out of a pharmacy or something, and that's not right, said Long, whose company Botanical Sciences is one of two licensed medical cannabis production companies in Georgia. So there's a lot of anxious local leaders in Georgia. This is just medicinal cannabis that's being introduced to the state for the first time. And all of the cannabis products will be sold out of pharmacies who opt in to be one of the pharmacies that sell it. And all the products have to be under 5% or under THC. Yeah. So it's low, low THC cannabis for medical users. And honestly, I think it's going to be good for the local economy of Georgia because Federal chains like Walgreens and CVS cannot carry any cannabis in their stores and in their pharmacies. And so it's just local Georgian places. Yeah. And, that, and honestly, it's probably going to be good stuff too. It's going to be low in THC. It's going to be probably full spectrum, like all the good cannabinoids that when mixed together, give you a nice entourage of calming, anti-inflammatory, pain-reducing effects. And I'm happy for people in Georgia that they'll have access to this. The more access I think people have to cannabis, the more I think we're already overwhelmingly the citizens of this country believe in cannabis reform. However, this is not the way the federal laws are going. But the more we just take these little bites out of it, the more hopefully federally people will start like we'll finally change the fed the when we talked about earlier the fact that cannabis is a schedule one drug is absolutely bananas banana pants yeah and there's a lot of people working on it in washington dc they're trying to make it a schedule three drug is the next step that's what they're hopefully will get accomplished and soon so that people like jamal george don't have to be given felonies for a schedule one drug in their system Yes. And the company uh, run by Long has had mixed success going around and selling to pharmacies across the state. But at the end of the day, he argues that because local laws are in support of the medical cannabis program, that they should be good to go. So Anyway, he's getting everything integrated. And what I think is neat is that it's 
oil tinctures, topicals, capsules, and lozenges when you get it from the pharmacy there. And I think could be more accessible to older consumers like seniors. And I know that there's a lot of people who are trying to help target seniors specifically and make it more accessible to them. And I don't know. I think it could be a good thing. There's an argument to be made that the number of conditions that people are able to get prescribed for for this medical cannabis is so limited that it's not actually that widely beneficial in the state. I think I wrote down Georgia restricts access to 16 diseases, including Alzheimer's, some stages of cancer, PTSD, sickle cell, and Crohn's, which already is more than in some places. So it's pretty good. Anyway, what do you guys think overall? Well, I have a family member that used to recreationally use cannabis when they were in the 70s and hasn't really touched the stuff and then but uh, has been dealing with a lot of medical issues that doctor even suggested not me but another one of her doctors was like hey have you tried cannabis and she was like no but my family member does and cuz she knows about my podcast and she was asking me about it and she tried a tincture way more accessible to her in her age bracket that was her biggest concern is that she didn't want to inhale anything and so and she didn't really want to do an edible either and i was like well i think tinctures might be like those lozenges or a tincture or something is way more accessible to a lot of people so yeah well i hope it's successful for everyone over yeah, there me too me too and that has been another weed in the news thank you kayla of course What's what? Something's cooking in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what Stephanie is up to. Well, I've cooked up a new segment. I'm calling Weed (laughs) a (laughs) Tui. And I I thought I was thinking about stuff today and I was like, you know what? What you don't those stoner meals that you make when you're high, but also kind of lazy. And also, you don't really want to wait for delivery. You don't, you know what I mean? Like the things you just kind of concoct up. Mm -hmm. And also sometimes they might be almost nostalgia food as well. But I mean more of the stoner concoctions where you're like, oh, ketchup with a tortilla with a hot dog. Or you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was going to say one of my favorites is a sweet treat. And I was going to give the recipe kind of like a cooking show. Steph gave me a brief glimpse preview mm-hmm. and i have all of the ingredients for this in my kitchen so steph's gonna tell me how to do it and then i'm gonna run and go do it if you have tortillas and a couple of kitchen staples yeah. you can make this in about 30 seconds <laughs> great i have corn tortillas does that ruin it if it's a corn tortilla i think it might but i've never tried it <laughs> I'll, I'll skip it. <laughs> I've always hungry. used flour tortillas in this recipe. Okay. I have a feeling it would get weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call this like kind of like a, a churro roll up. <laughs> oh, oh, will you? Yeah. That's what I'm going to call it. Except it's not deep fried. So what you're going to do is going to have flour tortilla. And then you just put as make a thin layer of butter on one side of the tortilla and as much butter as you like. I love butter, so it's kind of saturated, but as much butter as you like. What kind of butter do you love? 
salted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've just recently gotten into Kerrygold. I think oh, Kerrygold is the mm. best butter I've ever had. The Irish butter. I think we might we might have some in the fridge. Ooh, try off. Yeah, some fancy Irish butter. And then so butter, sprinkle a little cinnamon and sugar on it, pop it in the microwave, 10 to 15 seconds. Honestly, just until the butter is melted. You roll it up like a little Tootsie Roll. And <laughs> so you, do you put the butter, you melt it open face? Open face. And then roll and it then up? And then roll it. Okay. Okay. When the butter's all melted. And then you, you have to eat it with a fork because it is way too sloppy to try to eat that with your hands. I do not recommend. Oh, okay. Good pro tip. When do you put the cinnamon sugar in? On top of the butter before the microwave. Okay. Yeah. Yum. How much butter? Like I said, up to you. I'm a butter fiend, so I have a solid a s- smear on there. A solid smear. Okay, this is an excellent cooking show, I must <laughs> tell you. Okay, I'm going to go do it. Do you want to time me? Is that crazy? Uh, no, take your, I would say it would probably take you 30 to 60 seconds. Okay, okay here I go. Bye. Okay, okay I'm going to time her though. Ready and stopwatch started. Kayla, there is another meal that I, it's kind of a backpacking meal, but I've made it stoned at home. It's called a ramen bomb. Have you ever heard this? No. Or it's also called ramen taters. So you get instant mashed potatoes and a top ramen and you boil up, you make the top ramen like normal and then you dump the mashed potato mix, not the whole bag, but a little bit and you stir it up. And so it becomes this noodly potatoey like thing. Whoa, that sounds good. So the 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 mashed potato mix goes directly into the hot bowl of soup. Yeah. I like it. What happens? It coagulates into this gross carb puck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what does it taste like? It tastes like top ramen with mashed potatoes mixed together. <laughs> sounds delish. It is really good, especially when you've just hiked 13 miles on top of a mountain. You eat the shit out of it. But when you're high at home, you feel more sad about it. But it's still. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that would be a good backpacking meal. But I was thinking that I I now want to like start like writing down stoner recipes, like those weird shit that you make, like concoctions that you make. And you're like, actually, this is pretty good. And make like a stoner like little recipe book. Oh my God, Steph. I would buy the shit out of that and buy it for (laughs) everyone I know. We should, yes, you should make a a quick stoner meal cookbook. Yeah, and it has to be, meals have to be under a minute. (laughs) Well, we're at over two minutes for Grace right now. For Grace right now. Well, she had to walk to... Pretty far. She had to walk pretty far. (laughs) Like the walking alone. Yeah, well, I wish we could just know how much time she spent walking so we could cut it out. We're at two minutes, 20 seconds right now. (laughs) (laughs) I was way off on the time. If you had all your ingredients in front of you all ready to go, should only take you about 30 seconds. Yeah. Maybe two minute prep time. I was going to say, I love how recipes have like prep time, cook time, where I just look at that and I go, that's just the whole, that's every time. That's the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, and those aren't very accurate. It really depends on your skill level and what kind of materials you have at the ready. Like Phoebe always talks about how our HelloFreshes take way longer than they say it's going to. 
Yeah, I do the HelloFresh too. We're again, Phoebe and I talk about HelloFresh a lot on this podcast. Wait, do you? I I couldn't remember if it was off. I think this is like the third time. I'm not sure. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I think we have talked about it. (laughs) But it does take longer than it says. Yes. I used to do HelloFresh as well. I kind of miss it sometimes, but also it's like it sometimes life will get busy and then it becomes homework. It's like, oh God, I get a well, I'm just trying to think of like what I make in a hurry and I can't. It's always just like whatever I have. It's I've been eating a lot of frozen meals lately, mm-hmm. trying to get healthy ones, but yeah, just for on the go, on the go. What else would I do? Oh, I would it like the inst- <laughs> instant gravy packets. Ooh. Make a gravy and use that and like pour that over weird shit because I was just craving gravy, but I would put that over stuff. Just it was like a chopped up pot. <laughs> yeah, just it was a vehicle for the gravy. I just wanted to eat the gravy. Yeah. For me, sometimes pasta is a vehicle for Parmesan cheese. Oh, Grace has returned oh, shaking her head. She's shaking her head. <laughs> what happened, Grace? Literally, I looked in my spice cabinet for like two minutes and then realized the cinnamon was directly in front of my face. <laughs> Jesus Yeah, Christ. we're at about five minutes since you left. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. I can't. I got too stoned during the smoke break. But what I did, I made maybe a little innovation. I tucked the ends burrito style. Oops, it still dripped on me. Oops. Trust me, that, that butter will get all over you. I've tried to... a fork, a fork. I brought the fork just in case, so it's good it's here. <laughs> Sorry if I yelled into the mic just then. I brought a fork just in case. All right, should I try it? Yes. My, maybe if you love butter, you'll love this. <laughs> I had Kerrygold. Oh, you did? Yay. Excellent. Ooh, look at that nice ooze. I'm going to take a picture of it. It's a oozy... Maybe I would call it more of like a crepey, a churro crepe or something. <laughs> I don't know what to call this recipe. I don't know, but it's good to me. Okay, here. Here's the end of the burrito. How is it? I'm so curious. Oh, she's nodding. That's butter, sugar, cinnamon on a tortilla. Yeah. Yum. It's... Mm. <laughs> All right, everyone at home, keep a lookout yes! for Stephanie's quick and dirty stoner cookbook coming to you in 2024 slash five meals under 60 seconds (laughs) meals under 60 seconds i love it are you taking any um like if a listener had a quick and dirty recipe to submit to the cookbook could they do that oh please the fuck do Email us at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. Any recipes that you uh, have that you just throw together in like a microwave or a toaster or something. Yeah. You'll get credit in a published cookbook. Oh, yeah. In a published cookbook? Are we going to shop this around? I was thinking I was just making a link or something that people could just like click on it on the podcast. I don't know. Sorry, I got I got big dreams for this book stuff. We could publish a zine. (laughs) We could make it a zine. A zine would be, oh, that'd be so hip too. Let's do a zine. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, hell to the fuck yeah. Well, thank you so much for that delicious recipe. Sorry to have abandoned you for the last five minutes of the podcast. Thank you for listening to Stoner Chicks, everyone. We did it. We made it. 
We made it to the end of the episode. But before you run away, don't run away too fast because you have a couple opportunities to see stoner chicks live. And by that, I mean, Phoebe is going to be in a show for the remaining weeks of November. If you're listening to this on November 10th, it just opened and it'll happen again tonight and then all the way through November 25th. All right. And then you can catch me at Comedy Sports Seattle on November 18th, 24th, 25th, December 16th, 22nd, 23rd, 29th, and 30th. That's right. I'm in all of the shows for the Vision Euro Improvised Eurovision Song Contest. So Phoebe will be in the conspiracy one at West of Lenin with Jet City Improv. And I will be in comedy sports for Vision Euro. And Stephanie is going to be in Uncle Mike Ruins Christmas. And you can see all of those dates listed on our website coming up. Just links to buy tickets, not just we'll we'll put the links on there. Thank you for listening. You can also check out my monthly sketch show at the Pack Theater in Hollywood on December 13th at 9 p.m. And that's all, folks. By the way, Steph, I'm going to be in Seattle the week of one of your Uncle Mike weekends, and I'm definitely going to come. So, Grace, <gasps> if you're free the Yay! 21st or 22nd, you want to go to Uncle Mike with me? It's a holiday miracle. <laughs> Absolutely. You can Find all that and more at stonerchickspodcast.com. You can also sign up for our email list, buy merch, and anything else. On TikTok, we are Broccoli Broads. On Instagram, we are Stoner Chicks Podcast. Again, you can go to patreon.com slash stonerchicks if you want even more. Our email is stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com. Send your high thoughts or quick recipes to Steph. Snail mail, P.O. Box 80586, zip code 98108, Seattle, Washington. And please, please rate review on Apple and Spotify because it helps us. It helps boost us and get eyes on us. Instagram has been cracking down on us lately and being assholes. So um, really just we rely on things organically popping up for people and you guys spreading the word. Yeah, we got shadow banned on Instagram, didn't we? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway, we're trying to appeal it, but. Oh, we have a new Apple review. Want me to read it? Yes. So if you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. All right. This is from Pequod Herbie. Five stars. Wonderful. I enjoy listening to these comedians while I work. My favorite feature is their stoner movie book TV club. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely hilarious and insightful, especially when they're stoned. Thank you for your contribution to weed culture. Someone let these ladies write a show or movie. Yeah, let us. Why is everyone not letting us? <laughs> Netflix, give us a special. <laughs> oh my God, I actually took a bite. Steph, can you get us out of here? Oh yeah. Kayla, what do uh, stoner chicks always say? You just gotta give a good slab. Get that slab of butter on there and then you're good. A slab is slightly more than a smear, you see. Oh, that's what it was, Smear. Get your slab here, folks. Get your slab. (laughs) Have a good night. Smoke your weed. weed. Have a good morning. In Australia. Good night.